I mean, at this point, we can call it a good season now, right? Like, we can go there. Because I remember I was on the verge of doing so. I may as well have during that eight-game win streak a couple weeks back. But as soon as I was about to declare it a, a good, strong season from the Knickerbockers, as soon as I was about to officially label it that, the uh, the five-game losing streak from hell happened. But now I, I think it's safe to at least call it a decent season. We are officially past the halfway mark, about a couple games now. Um, you know, things are getting more serious now. These games hold more weight. Um, and, I, and I, you know, I should have said it after that Indiana win because that was the big one. You know, but the Knicks are now a 700 team since December. December 3rd was the first game of that month. And then since then, 20 games of 700 ball. Uh, more recently, they've won six out of seven. And overall, they are now 24 and 19 on the year with the number six seed currently. So I, I think it's safe, folks. Uh, you know, I, I think it's safe. And I apologize for being much later to the party and admitting this, you know, later than everybody else probably has. But, you know, can you blame me? Like, I'm so caught up in, like, the details and the rotation stuff and the adjustments and, and, you know, trade talk. But I, you know, sometimes I forget to just take it back and enjoy it. You know, this is the Knicks and, you know, they do everything they can on a nightly basis to give us these heart attacks and these conversations. So you can't blame me 100%. But, yeah, I mean, speaking of heart attacks, last night, once again, um, when the Knicks on the road... This time, barely edged out a win against the uh, the Washington Wizards, 112-108. But they get it done in the end, and we will talk about that. Let's get to it. Welcome to the show, episode 465 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, Turning, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, Showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Oh, 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 oh. Yankees win! All right. <clears throat> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Listening, you are listening to episode 465 of the show. And this is BD4. So, not going to waste time. Yeah, last night, um, another almost blown lead um, the Brick City Dancers were out early on in the game and you know you can make a case that if the Knicks didn't start the game like shit that blown lead wouldn't have happened but the, the Bricks were out early I mean nobody nobody had it for several minutes there and from both sides but the Knicks couldn't they couldn't even get anything from their big three like 
Uh, it was Brunson, Barrett, and Randall combining to miss 13 of their first 20 shots um, together. Uh, but then, you know, quickly checks in later, and he just starts changing the energy. Immediately injects life into the game with a rebound, a quick finish, another rebound, an outlet dime on a fast break, a three-point shot in there, and everybody else kind of starts feeding off that. Uh, Kuzma was a tough cover all night last night. 40 points and 18 came in the first half. The Knicks, although behind for most of the first half, were still keeping up. Brunson and RJ contribute there in the final minute of the first half. Uh, Kuzma gets the three-pointer to fall late second quarter, but RJ answers back with a three-point play of his own. The Knicks go into halftime down just three points. And then the big second half, uh, where the Knicks offense wakes up, they score 60-something points in the second half, and they're coming out the gate strong in the third quarter. Brunson shines right in the opening minutes with the Knicks' first seven points. Randall finds it later. Grimes, although a tough night overall, played a solid role in the third. Some scoring, some rebounding. And then in the fourth quarter, of course, the Knicks make a big run um, with with 14 consecutive points. Quickly is, is again, leading the charge. Uh, the Knicks take this comfy, or what should have been comfortable, 94-79 to lead with eight and a half minutes to play. So a 15-point advantage. The Wizards shave that to 11 with two minutes to play. Then it goes down to eight. And then suddenly, with 16 seconds left, the Knicks find themselves up by only two points. <laughs> you know, Randall commits the uh, the bad foul on Kuzma. But Kuzma can only get two of three to drop at the line. And then Brunson on the other end for the Knicks seals the deal with a whole bunch of free throws in the final I don't know, 10-15 seconds. And that's it. The game is over, and the Knicks win 112-108 in D.C. They storm the Capitol, and they succeed on January 14th. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about it, man. We'll talk about this one. Um, a lot of things to discuss Going to try to keep this episode the normal 30 to 40 minutes. But, um, good good win. And, um, we'll start with Brunson. You know, because once again, Brunson was the guy. Uh, first, I want to head to break. Real briefly, we'll be back in about 15 seconds. Hey guys, so if you are a listener of the podcast often, and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at bd 4 you can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Alright, welcome back to the show. <clears throat> I'm your host, RJ. So, J- Jalen Brunson, man. Again, just doing the shit. Doing the shit. And Brunson's going to get an award for me. Because right off the bat... Um, he just did it again. He just did it again. Bing bang. It actually wasn't right off the bat, but he got hot later. Finished with 34 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, just 1 turnover, 1 steal, 1 block. Shoots 12 out of 24. 3 of 6 from 3. 
seven to seven at the line. You know, it was a slow start for Brunson. Then he digs deep into his bag in the third quarter, goes on one of his Carmelo Anthony type runs, where he just doesn't miss for a long duration of time. Um, Thirteen points in the period, five out of six shooting. Just so many things impressive about this kid, and you know we we, we go on about it always, but the demeanor, of course, just so steady, his patience. His ability to just score from anywhere. His touch at the rim is elite. He's got such shifty ways about him where you could just change speeds and stop on a dime. The misdirection. And it's like that, even when he slows it down, that size advantage, you never see it affect him in the post. He'll post you up if he wants to. And even if he's got taller defenders on him, it's not it's not really a problem because he finds these creative angles to be able to get that shot and just shoot it right over you. And it drops. He's a menace in the paint. That mini jumper, he's just he just does it. It falls. He's a good shot maker. His footwork is obviously something we've discussed a number of times. It's robust. It's fundamentally perfect. And he's just he's he's developed this three-point pull-up jumper. I don't think he really had in his arsenal when he was with Dallas. You know, he may have worked on that in the summer. But he, he's been incredible, and there's not much else to say. The Knicks are 24-19. Without Brunson, they're probably below 500. And that's not to say, because you hear this sometimes, that he's their only player. But instead, it just says how great he has been. You know, I, I hate that Like he, he's the only good player narrative they did that with the Yankee uh, judge and the Yankees and even I disagreed with that last year I thought other guys contributed you, you didn't get 30 home runs from Rizzo right didn't you you got you know, Glaber had a bounce back a regular season you, you, you had guys contribute the rotation was the best part of the team so I, I didn't like that narrative um, but it's kind of you're hearing it sometimes from from fans now about the Knicks. The Knicks have three guys averaging over 20 points. They've got five guys in double figures. They've got top-notch defensive players like Rhymes, Quickly, and Robinson. You know, so I don't buy that narrative that, that Brunson's their only player, that he's their whole team, because I think you take a lot of Knicks off the team and they become worse. It's just that with Brunson, they become worse than everybody else because he's the best player. Anyways, <laughs> he has been great and he's been on fire since returning from the hip injury that forced him to miss a couple games uh, since returning to the rotation in six games Brunson's averaging 33 6 and 6 and he's his shooting slashes are off the charts 52% 50% and 81% field goal three point free throw and he's knocking down the free throws again too by the way because remember that stretch um Right during that Chicago game when he choked late at the line. That started this five-game span where he was just 14 out of 27 on free throws. That's 52%. Since then, in his last three games, he's 26 for 26. That is uh, 100%. (laughs) Oh, and just one turnover last night. One turnover versus the eight assists that Brunson had 
He's played 40 games this season, and in 17 of them, almost half, he's had one or less turnovers. That's kind of funny. Just, again, steady, efficient with the ball. That's the defi- that's, that's my definition of a good point guard right there. One who shoots it efficiently from all levels, and one who could pass it efficiently as well. Jalen Brunson does that. He also had the eight rebounds. He's been on the glass more lately. It's a nice bonus. Small guy who plays physical, boxes out bigger players. It's overlooked, and it's fun to watch. Brunson is what they say, him. He is himeth. Hey, so that's the new thing going around the internet. Period. He's him. That's it. You know, Ian O'Connor uh, of the New York Post wrote it the other day in his article. In the, he- in the headline, it wrote, uh, it read, so I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, it's like, the, the New York Knicks are Jalen Brunson's team, and it's not even close. And he's not wrong. R.J. Barrett is solid, but he can be inconsistent. It isn't his team. Julius Randle has been great, but we know he's not the number one. It's undoubtedly Jalen Brunson. The kid from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Tough kid, man. No wonder. Represent. So he he was phenomenal last night as he continues to be phenomenal for the Knicks. Um, also phenomenal, Jalen uh, Brunson. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly. You know, um, Quickly just continues to do his thing. So he's getting the bing bong ball from us. Brunson gets the one among the starters. Quickly gets the uh, the game ball off the bench. 18 points last night. Four, four rebounds. Two assists. One turnover. 7 of 13 shooting. 6 of 9 from 2. 3 of 4 at the stripe. Played with an excellent pace last night. Getting the Knicks outgoing in transition. You know, just once again, huge early on in the game. The offense was stale in the first quarter. Nothing was falling. There was a lid on the basket. Countless misses consecutively. Quickly checks in. Wakes everybody up, including the Knicks fans inside the building in D.C. last night. And uh, he, he does the shit. And that's why you like quickly coming off the bench. He was having fun as a starter, but he's doing just as well off the bench. And you need him off the bench for those exact situations like last night. Or you need to inject some life into the game. And then the fourth quarter, he does the same thing. He makes another impressive run. The Knicks are up one point. Quickly, with the ball, he drops in a floater, puts them up three. Does the same exact thing. Drops in a floater to put them up five the next possession. And he even draws contact. Then a bit later, he makes a very, very smart cut. Where RJ finds him cutting. Then quickly, on the fly, kicks it to Hartenstein. Cutting from the right short corner on the opposite side. And then, he caps off the night with another and one and transition off that Jalen Brunson outlet pass. He tosses it up against Kuzma. The shot lands, it falls, the whistle blows, and quickly this time converts at the free throw line. And that's how the Knicks got that 94-79 15-point lead. And I'll say it now. I was actually just texting this with my cousin. I, I, you know, I hope they don't trade him. Unless it's in a package for a superstar, 
which, you know, there's nobody really available right now. Uh, God forbid they even think about trading for Levine and his bum knees and his injury problems and that pricey contract. But, uh, you know, a legit superstar, yeah, we'll talk about that. But, you know, as for this season, I hope quickly stays on the, stays on the team as, you know, as a part of their core. Uh, he's too important as this playmaker. He's a very solid sixth-man combo guard who can do a little bit of everything. You know, can he be streaky and, and frustrating at times? Absolutely. You've seen me bitch about him. But once you accept that that is his role and it's exactly what he is right now, there aren't a ton of players better than him in the league in what he does. You know, he's he's right up there with the the sixth men. You know, he's maybe not tier A six man, but he's definitely tier B. And he's he's the top guy. He's one of the top guys in tier B. He's that guy off the bench right now, man. He's doing it. He's having a career year, averaging 12 points, four boards, three assists, and 27 minutes a night. He's got the positive plus minus because he makes a positive impact every time he checks in. You know, so he is that guy. Keep him. Keep him. And, you know, that leads me to some of the bench talk, which I guess we'll get into right now. Um, as soon as we get back from break, I want to say some things about the bench and Tibbs and the minutes and, you know, if we should make a deal. So we'll get to that in a second. Be right back. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Welcome back to the show. I just saw it was a part of my take, which just posted the funniest shit um, about, I think it's the Giants wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. It says, uh, Kenny Galladay only needs 76 catches this weekend for a 750K bonus. I guess he had some kind of incentive in his contract, maybe. I'm not, you know, I'm more of a casual Giants fan, but it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Welcome back, episode 465. So... You know, with Cam Reddish on the block, uh, Derek Rose, Evan Fournier, the Knicks, you know, the, the, they may be sellers this deadline. And, you know, fine. But obviously don't be stupid and make the, the move, you know, trading quickly for a draft pick. We, we, we talk about that. But, you know, Obi's not in rhythm. Looking at the rest of the bench, Obi's not in rhythm. You know, and I wouldn't, be opposed to trading him for something. Um, I just, you know, I just think he is who he is. I think he'll have good and bad stretches. But I think all in all, he's a solid but inconsistent bench player. Like most Knicks fans still think that Obi Toppin is, is being limited to a point where he's this star player and Thibodeau is completely misusing him and 
Randall is blocking him. And, you know, would I like to see him featured more in the offense at times? Absolutely, sure. I, I think we can try to do that more. Be nice to see him utilized in the short roll. You know, it'd be nice to see him in the pick and pop. Bunch of things, right. But I, I don't think if Tibbs suddenly opened up his playbook and became fucking Red Holtzman that it's going to turn Obi into some superstar player. I just I, I just think he is who he is. Maybe with some room to improve, but nothing really drastic. Um, you know, I read this comment um, on this Knicks article talking about Obi and, and just why he's not shining and getting his minutes and I really really agree with it and you know I don't have the comment in front of me but I did jot down some notes so I'm paraphrasing a little here but the it was basically just saying like you know NYC is a is a no blood no foul type of city right grit grind all that Obi plays like he doesn't want to get his jersey dirty Right, he's this 6'9", 220-something pound power forward who, instead of going down low, banging with the big boys, he's camping, dancing outside the three-point line. Right, so maybe it's not just that Thibodeau's trying to turn him into a three-point shooter, and instead it's a little bit of, or also, Obi choosing not to attack and cut and slash to the hoop sometimes. Right, because after all, it, basketball, it is an instinctive game, right? It is all you. Obi should be under the glass more, driving to the basket, chasing rebounds, pursuing them, going up and grabbing them, grabbing them away from other big men, the way Randall does it, the way Mitchell Robinson does it. Right, Tibbs, you know, we know he likes players with the toughness. But players that got this grit and this drive and these and guys who grind it out and show you that NYC go hard early mid nineties style of ball. Right? That's the Thibodeau way. Obi's playing a bit too timid. Non aggressive. So if he wants minutes, he's gonna have to play more aggressively. We were talking about this in preseason too. When we were talking about how can Obi and Cam get more minutes with the Knicks squad, we were saying, well, they have to play defense, they have to rebound, and they have to play physical and aggressive. I think at this point, you know, the only explanation left is he's, he's, he doesn't fit the Tibbs mold, mold, the New York mold. And I get that. Because after all, modern era or not, he is a power forward. We know the Thibodeau way. Thibodeau will he'll run nine guys out there who will grind it out, fight, and one starter will always be on the court. And if you are in the rotation playing that way, you will get your minutes from Thibs. If not, you will probably get pulled. Grind. That is it. He cares of nothing else. Look at Hartenstein. He couldn't grab a board, couldn't get a stop the other night against the Pacers. 
He got pulled, and his minutes are now dwindled down to single figures. Mitch played 38 minutes that night in Indiana. So I think the bottom line is just that's the winning formula for this team. That's the way they're going to win. That's how they have 24-19 record. You know, that's how they're in every one of these games we're going to lose. They're fighting. They're fighting for boards and all that fun stuff. So maybe it's not only Tibbs, but it's it's Obi himself as well. Not playing dirty enough. You know? And I think that's why he's not getting minutes. And I think that's why, at this point, with him not really getting involved and getting minutes, yeah, he, he's expendable with Randall here. And, and <laughs> I've, I've seen the light with a lot of these kids, folks. Like, I've completely 180 I know that. Uh, you know, so what, right? Would you rather me that or be stubborn and not admit my bias? I, I am I am admitting that I was seeing through a more biased lens last year. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind picking up the phone, taking some calls on Obi, you know? But at the same time, I, I wouldn't hate... You know, the other 50% of me says, hang on to him because he is one of your better scorers off the bench. Um, but you look at the other guys, I wouldn't mind trading them. Deuce gives you zero. And I don't know how much longer we can glamorize his defense like we did with Frank, right? Eventually that got old. So I wouldn't mind seeing what you could get for Deuce McBride. He's obviously wearing thin on Tibbs too. Like I, I'm seeing the minutes reduction lately from him. On, on Deuce. So, I mean, Hartenstein was better last night, sure. 8.7 boards, although most of that came from that second debacle in a row with the tippins. But, most nights, he's a zero. So, you know, try making a, a deal for bench depth, I'd say. Get some picks. But try getting a, you know, a scorer, a Clarkson, or something relatively cheap maybe. A scoring wing or a guard. Now, obviously, I'm not saying tear apart the entire bench. You know, I think there's something to keeping a team intact for sure. And chemistry, I, I get that. And if the Knicks ultimately decide to do zero at the deadline this season, so be it. Then we ride it out. Um, and I could see it happening where Obi finds a groove and you suddenly have him back as that double figure scorer guy right next to quickly with the second unit, right? But again, see what the offers are, right? It's hard to speculate without any concrete rumors and reports right now, but all these guys should be on the table. At least answer the phone or pick it up and start asking some questions. Because it's just quickly right now. It's him and everybody else is, is far worse on the bench currently. And quickly is, is getting his minutes, like you all asked, because he, he's the only one producing. You know, I don't think Tibbs is to blame more than the lack of depth is to blame. Right? This year, Tibbs has done everything that we've been asking for in years prior. He's cut out the vets completely. 
and he's handing minutes to the youth. He's got flaws, absolutely he does. You know, I understand the minute things, the, the minutes thing at times. The blown leads got to stop. You know, Kuzma, KP, Porzingis went off last night. In the fourth quarter, he dropped 12 of his 21 points. Kuzma had 22 in the second half. But again, it, it's modern basketball. We talked about that in 464. Um, lack of depth. That all ties in. You know, Tibbs' offense isn't the most dynamic. I, I get it. But at the end of the day, the Knicks' record is arguably better than their roster. It's at least the same, right? And there's not one other guy that you can credit but tips when it comes to that. That's the head coach. You know, I mean, look at Porzingis and Kuzma. Their minutes last night, the Wizards ran nine also. KP, Kuzma, they played heavy minutes. They're not insanely good. But they get big minutes on a nightly basis. I mean, I just, I just think sometimes we gotta zoom out, and and when we criticize, just zoom out, you know. But um, all in all, yeah, I, I'd like to make a trade to improve the second unit for sure. You know, I would say I am sixty forty in favor of I, I would want to make a deal. You know, I, I understand keeping it intact, but we'll see. I just want to see what these offers are, you know, as we get closer to February 10th. And, and it's not just about this season, remember. Because in the offseason coming up, yeah, we got some decisions to make if these guys are still around. If if the Knicks hang on to some of them. I mean, you got Obi, Cam, and IQ currently on the roster. And they're all due for a contract at the end of the season. You can't pay all of them, and why would you? You know, and so with that said, you don't want to risk losing them for absolutely nothing in the summer. So I say if there is one worth keeping at the moment and kind of keeping the rhythm, the one that's contributing most and the one that's kindly, that's finally found his footing in the NBA, it's quickly, three years into his career. So I'd hang on to him. And if there are other deals for other guys, try to try to involve them first. But um, let's get back to to you know tonight's game, or last night's game rather. Um, I want to talk Julius Randle when we return from break. So stay with us, and we'll wrap it up. We'll talk about some other players as well as Randle. Be right back. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. All right. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. 465. So, Julius, um, (laughs) 23 points last night, 16 boards, one block. How about that poster, too? That was fun. Uh, just completely murdered. Murdered Daniel Gafford in the third quarter last night. And Randall usually botches those types of dunks. But this one was flush. But yeah, he had a, he had a nice bounce back last night. Took care of the single coverage. Uh, shot the ball okay. 
not good, but better than we've seen last couple nights. 8 of 19 overall, 2 of 6 from 3. Uh, did miss 3 of the 8 free throws. But, you know, and, you know there were some bad clutch blunders, of course. Um, missed a free throw down the stretch. But the boneheaded foul on Kuzma from behind the arc with seconds left was brain dead. Um, nonetheless, that aside, a good bounce back, a good rebound game. Uh, literally, too. He was killing it on the glass. Nine consecutive double-doubles. He's averaging 14 boards during that span. Um, in his last 19 games, he's averaging 13 boards. And that's effort, man. That's effort. I love it. He's chasing rebounds. The offensive rebounds are there. That's an effort thing. The defensive effort is there. He had a huge block in the fourth quarter in transition last night. Defended Porzingis pretty well. Um, so I liked what I saw from Randall. I liked what I got from Robinson last night. The Mitch, 10 rebounds, 5 of them on the offensive glass. Turning those missed threes into extra possessions. 3 blocks. Tied for the second highest plus minus with a plus 12. Uh, he did foul out later, but I still loved the defense last night. Blocks leading to long rebounds. His presence down there in the low post just or low paint, but just forced the Wizards into a ton of jump shots. You know, even Porzingis was taking mainly jump shots. The Wizards attempted 35 attempts inside the entire paint last night. Uh, that was nine less than the Knicks. They also attempted an entire 42 three-point attempts. So, Mitch, you know, definitely altering the way the Wizards attacked. Um, and that's a nightly thing that we see, right? And also just helps Nick perimeter defenders if they want to go over the ball screen and not have as much consequence because we got Mitch in the drop. So, uh, again, he's been great. Um, only thing I wish is, is obviously the fouls, the scoring's never going to be there. But I do wish, like, I, I just wish there was a way to get a Mitch Sims big man rotation, especially with Hardenstein not giving you that stretch offense anyway. Um, you know, center is a position. Don't get me wrong. It'd be nice to have a stretch big on the team. Um, but, you know, center is a position where I don't mind defense first. And you know, Sims has outplayed Hardenstein. So. Uh, R.J. Barrett, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 7 of 13 shooting. 6 of 10 from 2. Uh, struggled in the fourth quarter the other night versus Indiana. But he rebounded well with a strong fourth quarter last night. 7 points on 3 out of 4. So he was good last night. Quiet, but good. The only thing was his defense. It was pretty bad. Um, just didn't apply a ton of ball pressure on Kuzma. Kuzma, Kuzma obviously dropped 40. Just picking RJ apart. You know, uh, and you never, you never let a man wearing an oversized pink sweaty uh, sweater kill you like that. I mean, what the hell was that bobblehead night? We're wearing this fucking. Oh my god, that was beta. <laughs> hey, it's 2022, 2023. Uh, fucking whatever though. RJ got cooked. Grimes had to take care of him. 
on you know some of those Kuzma possessions late. Uh, he held his own there, but yeah, whatever. But big win, you know, it was it was a good good win. The team stays hot. They're continuing to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, um, and that's big because the schedule this second half gets pretty tough, you know. Uh, however, for now, the Knicks have another golden opportunity to really do some damage in the standings here in the Eastern Conference. Uh, their next five games are against teams who are all currently below the Knicks in the standings and below 500. You've got Detroit tomorrow. They're the 14 seed. Got Toronto on MLK Day, Monday. Washington again on Wednesday. They're the 12 seed. Atlanta on Friday. That's the 20th. Uh, Toronto again next Sunday. So one, two, three, four, five games right there. It would be nice to go four and one. I'll be honest, uh, but you know I I take three and two because Toronto does play us very tough. Um, I expect at least one loss there. Uh, Atlanta plays us tough as well. I always just get nervous with them, but it'd be nice to get three or four wins this upcoming seven day span. So um. That's it, guys. I appreciate you tuning in as always. As always, I do. Episode 565 in the books. We'll wrap it up when we get back with our question of the day. And um, that'll be that. Let's get to it. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. All right, let's get to our NYY, NYK, MMA trivia question of the day. Welcome back to the show, episode 465. So for this one, we got a true or false. Uh, True or false. When the Knicks lost the 99 finals, four games to one versus the Spurs, each game they dropped was by seven points or less. True or false. When the Knicks lost the 99 finals, four games to one versus the Spurs. Each game they dropped was by seven points or less. So let me know the answer. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. One last time, true or false. When the Knicks lost the 1999 finals, four games to one versus the Spurs. Each game they dropped was by seven points or less. All right. And that's it. Thanks for stopping by. 
Episode 450. Jesus Christ. Episode 465. Wow, we are running through these, man. We are running through these episodes. Like, 400 was just not long ago. And now we're approaching 500. That's a big milestone right there. That's a big one. Alright, that's it. I'll see you in 466. Go Knicks. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.